The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. Coming at you out of Jacksonville, Florida and St. Charles, Illinois, it's the Free Play Pinball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Amanda Hamilton and Bill Webb. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Free Play Pinball Podcast. We have a very special episode 10 because joining us is a man well-known for his amazing hair. He is also well-known for decorating the side of the flipping Out Van with his lovely art. We have Zombie Yeti, Mr. Jeremy Packer. How you doing? Uh, I guess I'm doing okay. Uh, well, now I'm kind of concerned. <laughs> Jeremy, thanks for joining us on the show. It's great to have you. Um, your work is awesome. I'm just going to put that out there so that that way I don't get any hate mail. Your work is awesome. And I do mean that from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely love it. Well, that's the only reason I agreed to do this. What? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, thought it was all, like I thought it was that, uh, you know, that little package I sent you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad you think that. Um, like doing it, um, and I aim to please. Doesn't mean it's please, but I try. Yeah, but you know what though? In pinball, or I mean, let's just just take this out of here for in a second. In life, in life, <laughs> everyone is a critic, and if there's a million pinball fans, there's a million and one critics. You know, so and every one of them is right. Well, exactly. so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Like, um, and not to get us off, off on a tangent already, but I am pretty good at that. Uh, so, you know, they say art is subjective, um, and, and you know, uh, it's it's the eye of the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Art is subjective. I actually don't. I don't believe that. Actually, I think I think it's quite objective. I think, uh, um, uh, or I mean, the subject. I, I think there is absolutely good art and bad art. And there's a lot of stuff in between. <laughs> so so I don't necessarily when I hear somebody say like, you know, like, oh, I didn't you know, you, you did this. I don't like that. I don't like that. I it's not that I, I you know, have a uh, super thin skin and I'm like, oh, boy, that person or I get angry at myself. I, I literally take it for what it is and go, well, you know what? Uh, I got to take that into consideration. Um, and usually, uh, you know, sometimes I hear things and I go, yeah, that's right. But I'm, I'm trust me, I'm my worst, uh, own worst critic. And I can find way more faults than people out there on the Internet can. Well, before we start looking at faults, I mean, obviously you did something right. I was doing some, you know, high level Internet stalking and listening to some previous podcasts that you were on. And on one of them, you had mentioned you have a daughter who is kind of following dad's footsteps and is an illustrator. So obviously you know, your influence was more positive than negative in that aspect? Uh, Some of that's genetic, though, because um, my kids uh, don't, they've never, they're they're kids, right? Your kids don't uh, respect you. They don't like what you do. They don't, (laughs) you know, they don't go, hey, I want your advice on this necessarily all the time. Um, So, uh, yeah, I guess from afar, maybe. She got some of that, but most of it, I think, is is just genetic and, and uh, work ethic, maybe. I don't know, but uh, no, all my my kids are all very. That's that's still pretty cool because I mean I could not draw a straight line with a ruler 
if you gave me an hour. So anybody who has the talent to bring to life concepts and stories, especially in something like you're doing now with pinball, I mean, you're literally bringing a story to life without the use of very much as far as room, because you have mechs and junk in the middle of the play field going on. You have your back glass, but when somebody's playing, they're not looking at that. You know, the side art is beautiful and it's, I love looking at it. I also have machines on either side of it, so I don't necessarily get to see that. So I'm appreciating it's nothing against the artwork. That's every machine. If you have more than one, you usually have them next to each other. So you're appreciating that play field art. You're appreciating what is going on and how it's portraying the story the designer came up with. And that's pretty awesome to be able to do. No, I feel I feel very fortunate uh, in that regard. And I and I do um, I look at the whole package as the whole package. I don't look at it like pieces. Um, mm-hmm. And that's sort of uh, for better or worse. Like I actually occasionally uh, get reminded by uh, uh, Greg at the Stern, like when I'm like, oh, man, like I got to I got to come up with, you know, uh, all these, you know, different packages. And technically there's only like when I come up with you know, sort of, you know, problem solving solutions for these projects, there's always only one great answer because it's the one that, you know, like you love, like you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the solution. But then you got to come up with derivatives. And and he's like, well, if you wouldn't have been, he's like, <laughs> he gives me like, he's like, well, if you wouldn't be the one that uh, decided you have to put a, a freaking mural on the side of every, uh, you know, <laughs> that it wouldn't be so difficult, would it? And I'm like, oh, shit, was that my fault? <laughs> uh, Keith, Keith told me to. Just tell Keith told me to. <laughs> no, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, I just look at it like, hey, I've got more space uh, here. And I, yeah. I treat all the spaces differently, but... Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a whole package. I look at it like if somebody's going to spend, you know, ten grand on something, uh, this may be the only thing they have, and it, it, you know, the only machine they get. And uh, in that case, they will want to look at every, you know, square inch of it over and over again. Maybe I don't know. A lot I, of people, I think, in the hobby do appreciate the machines for the artwork alone. Um, you know, um, previous works years, you know, Ghostbusters, one of my all-time favorite. I mean, just beautiful machines. Yeah. I hate that game. I hate Beautiful playing so machine. Yeah, it's good stuff. But uh, you know, I mean, it's it's all of you know, it's just amazing when you like literally break down. You know, you you sit there and you look at the play field and all the little details and the artwork, and then to think about it that you had to do it three times, you know, for, for the pro premium and LE, it, it's insane. You know, um, on something like that, how many hours do you think it takes you to? Do one package to three packages. Well, if you want to throw a rough number out there, I know they're, they're, that's probably all varied, but it, it, yeah, nothing's a straight line. I can tell you this: usually, what happens in the schedule, uh, I'll take. Let's take back glasses, uh, translites. Um, I usually am allotted roughly one week for ink, one week for color, and so what I end up doing. Uh, is working seven days a week uh, for a minimum of, of, you know, 15, 18 hour days. <laughs> um, I try to squeeze every last drop out of it. Um, you know, I don't take weekends off, uh, you know, um, for whatever that is. But but maybe that's ego. Uh, you know, I, I say I'm not uh, egotistical, but but um, 
I do look at these opportunities as, as um, what they are, which is, you know, um, something that is going to live beyond me, hopefully. Um, and so I'd like people to at least hopefully uh, look at it, whether they know who did it or not, appreciate it. And I'll know that, you know, I had some impact on this planet long gone. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of dumb, but um, I don't, I've never been one to half-ass things, um, and that just comes from my upbringing. You know, uh, I used to work construction. I've had all kinds of jobs, and I know what I don't. So every time and, you do an artwork package, you think about carrying two by fours and concrete, and you don't want to go I back do. to that. <laughs> I do. I think about a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I, I also, you know, it's funny you, you brought up, um, you know, the play field. And I think uh, I'm fortunate in that I have a very bizarre background that all sort of culminated and led to me being able to have, I guess, maybe a different outlook to some degree, because I used to do interface design. Um, and essentially, the play field is nothing but interface design. It's abstract interface design. And so for me, I've always looked at it like that first. And then uh, I've just uh, tried to take every minute I have to um, uh, pat it out and make it something illustrious that um, hopefully people appreciate. And obviously they do because your games sell. When somebody says there's a new game coming out, pinball fans are as excited about finding out who did the artwork as they are about finding out who designed the game. And if you can get the artwork and the designer by the dream team, then that game is gone. Like it's sold before anybody ever even sees it. So your, your brand and not necessarily ego, the pride that you have in your work is, is definitely driving sales for Stern. In my opinion. I mean, I know that we've bought games because, or we bought, you know, banners if we couldn't find the game or anything like that, because it was done by zombie Yeti. Well, I appreciate that. I I don't believe uh, I don't believe it. I mean, I believe when Keith Elwin's name is finished, you're gonna buy it. That makes sense. So so we have six games in the house right now. We had seven until two weeks ago. Uh, we have Godzilla. We have a Godzilla LE. That's our only Elwin game. We have wow. a Deadpool. We had a Turtles, and we have a Turtles banner, a Godzilla banner, and a Deadpool banner. And then I also have a Thou Shall Not Tilt t-shirt from Stern. So I only have one Elwood game. <laughs> so I, I can't I can't say that that's necessarily a driving factor. And my you husband would love a, God, a, a Ghostbusters, but no. Uh, I happen to actually be very good at Ghostbusters, uh, by the way. I, I don't uh, have an issue with the flipper gap, but I do have a, a good joke for it, which we'll, I'll tell you later off the air. Oh, um, okay. uh, <laughs> I, I have a hate-hate relationship with Ghostbusters. I love the parts, but I don't love the sum that it equals, and I don't know why. I, I, uh, yeah, it's not I a bad shooter. I love the art package. I just, the code's good. I just don't like that game. But, you know, that's subjective. You know, like, I love that game. Um, really? Where is yours? I had a, I have a pinball <laughs> problem. Here, if you can look in the background, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not for lack of want. It's for lack of space and money. Um, but I got three games on order with Stern right now. So, you know, when they get here, they get here. Yeah. Um, when do they get there though? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the I issue. 
No, but you know, I'm. But I mean, we're living in crazy times, right? Yeah. You can't yeah. get anything. Um, it's just the world we live in at the moment. You know, a couple of years ago, yeah, you could pick up any game you wanted. You know, maybe a couple week delay or you know a month maybe, but you could get it. Now you're not getting anything. I'm not even sure if I'm gonna get a, be able to get a Godzilla by the end of next year. Like like I'm you know I'm not even I'm I know I'm not getting one this year, but I'm even wondering if I'll get one next year. I mean I don't know. Uh, that sucks. You need to tell you need to tell uh you know a couple people at Stern there. Tell Gomez, Billy Gomez, bump me up on the list or so, you know somebody get in there. You know Gary you know, Stern, I need know, you to help me out. <laughs> you want to know something, and I probably I don't know if I should tell this, but I'll tell it anyway. And then I can delete it. it out too. Yeah, if I if I feel bad later, I'll tell you. But, but yeah, uh, George, George Gomez uh, is is probably one of the driving factors uh, that has kept me. Uh, doing what I'm doing for Stern because um, there were uh, a handful of times where I'm like, you know what? I really just, I love doing this, but it's, it's, you know, financially as a freelancer, it's not really a great move because I, I kill all of my client work to work on these things. And then when I'm done, I'm my clients have found someone else or they've got, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's not a, it's not a smart move as a freelancer or whatever. And, and so I'm like, you know what? I think I, I, it's kind of that time where I have to, whatever. And and he was like, no, 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 you, you, you need to do this, whatever. And so he's been, he's always been really supportive and, and he's like, listen, one, you know, if there's not a game or whatever, he's like, well, well, you know, let's, let's see what we can find. Well, I say this because it's not just that like he won Deadpool. When I ordered my Deadpool, I was like, you know, I'd like to actually, um, uh, I know I can't buy an LE, right? Because those are allotted uh, to, to the, the, the actual consumers. But I said, you know, I've got, I've got like um, uh, some of the uh, decals from, you know, like uh, some of the early test prints and stuff. Right. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about putting them on. And he's like, listen, he's like, if you want, I'll go ahead and I'll go in the factory myself and I'll, I'll uh, put this together for you. And like, like he was going to do it himself, which would not yeah. be an easy thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, oh, you can't do it. So I didn't, I didn't have him do that. I'm not going to have him do that. But, oh, but that's that a been cool though. No, I know, but, but that's the type yeah. of guy that he is like, like, um, you know, like he he uh, he just is genuinely he loves what he does and he loves all the people that he works with, um, which, by the way, is is really the ideal situation uh, in any work case scenario. And so that's the reason why I've stuck it out uh, with Stern is I act, actually do love everybody uh, that I work with there, um, uh, even though uh, occasionally. Um, there's that one guy. There's always that one guy. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a joke about one. I was gonna bring up a name, but then people will think I'm being serious, and I'm not being serious. If anybody listens what, to the show and thinks anything we say is serious, you're on the wrong show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and well, there goes our other three listeners. Well, people don't know me, so that no, I, I, I rarely say things that are serious. So. But there's so many stories of like George, um going to bad for people and, you yeah. know, hearing the stories of like George back in the day, you know, doing, um, and you know, he was on the other side, he was, a, you know, just a real heavy designer, you know, back in the day, you know, NBA fast break and, um, monster bash and all these other games. So of course yeah. he doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. And he's one of the nicest guys I've met him yeah. a handful of times. Nicest guy in the world. It seems like. You know, 
he's genuine too. Like he's not, he doesn't have like an on or off. Like he's just like, that's him. Like there's he's no just a good know. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. And, and, and everyone uh, that I've, you know, sort of invested time with there is like that. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time um, in other industries uh, dealing with people who are just, you know, phony. Um, and, and it's, it does not uh, breed good results um, in a creative world when people um, are insincere. Uh, and so that's one of the things that I've always appreciated. And, and, you know, listen, I grew up, I'm a huge gamer in general. So like, you know, it was like a dream to even be able to do one project with them, let alone as many as I've done now. So um, I, I feel very fortunate in that regard. Um, well, but but just know that those people are legitimate, uh, you know. Um, even Keith Ellen, uh, believe it or not, he actually can talk. Um, I've actually heard him <laughs> use words before. What? Uh, I don't uh, believe you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keith's a great guy. Um. Yeah, for some reason in my mind, because I've heard him speak before, too, and in my mind, like, you know, on, um, I'm trying to remember the movie, and I think it had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and at the end of it, they're like, you're a dead man, Ramsey, and it's like those giant twins that are these big muscular guys. Oh, God, I got to remember the movie. It was an old, I think it was an old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and he was like, these aliens came in from out of space, but they're just, they had this, like, helium voice, and they were these guys that looked like, you know, they could wrestle King Kong and take him down without a problem. And I don't know why, but I always expect to hear that out of Keith. Either that or like a very <laughs> white bass voice. And it's just, I don't know. I have problems. Um, uh, no, no, no. Listen, uh, no. Keith, <laughs> Keith, uh, Keith cracks me up. Um, he he uh, He's so uh, reserved and unassuming. And by the way, I wish that I had an ounce of that reservation that he does. He knows when when to talk and when not to talk, and it and it works for him. Man, uh, for me, I'm the I'm the polar opposite. I can't. I just don't know when to shut up. I, I say too much. I'm too honest about things. Like it's like there's times when you just don't need to talk, but I do anyway. Um, play but play poker with funny, you and not Keith is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. yeah, exactly, Perfect. exactly. But but it's fun, <laughs> it's funny because with him, like he he can. Uh, he can get me um, and not, not many people can catch me off guard, but he does it like every time and, and he'll like text me something. Um, and it's just like, I, I'll just start cracking up and I'm like, damn it. Like, why didn't I, that should have been me. I should have been sending him the funny part and instead he got me. So, so Tim. I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass myself. Um, Bill, I told you the story. I had a dream about you and Keith Elwood. And yeah, and that look alone, I'm waiting for you to hang up on us. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> where's this going? <laughs> this, this is it doesn't go dark. It's it's okay. No, no, it's not that bad. So in my dream, this was right after Expo, and and I think I was still riding the endorphins from just the whole experience because that was my first one. So I had a dream that the Italian mafia found out that Keith was doing a collaborative project among all pinball companies and they were creating like one mega machine. And so the Italian mafia kidnapped Keith Elwin and, you know, Pinside stepped up and they said, listen, we have to raise ransom money to get Elwin back. Jeremy Packer, will you please MC a show Jerry Lewis style to try and get 
money raised for Keith to come back. And the entire show, all you did was tell bad dad jokes, and they refused to give him back. Wow. And it was very uh, realistic, and it was very cringeworthy, some of the jokes. And I just really hope that Keith likes cannolis. I'll assume in that dream uh, that uh, Keith was writing those jokes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was uh, just, it was really weird, because it was like, he's gone. Why? Uh, he's by gone. comparison, my dreams are not very interesting. Uh, mine are always like I'm 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 supposed to have something done at a certain time and I'm panicking because I'm not even close. Wait, that's I know that's reality. Stress. Okay. Yeah, that's that's from the stress of your life, sir. Eh, that's go good. There. That's good stuff. So do you own any pinball machines right now? I do. But um, I, I currently I only own um, uh four of my own games, which, you know, I should own more. I should own more, but, um, uh, I've got a, uh, I've got my very first Ghostbusters. Um, I've got, uh, Deadpool, uh, premium. Uh, I have a, uh, band edition Primus eight, number six of eight. Um, uh, and which by the way, was just a selfish floor grab. Uh, by Zoltron and I were like, well, let's make because uh, the band members were going to get additions and some and management was going to get one. And we're like, well, let's make sure that we make it a special, smaller numbered edition. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a selfish thing to do. Um, uh, and then uh, um, uh, I, I have a Turtles premium, uh, which I, I curse uh, and love at the same time because I just cannot get any better at that game. You know, that's one of those games that the more I learned the rules of, the worse I did. But it's same. a fun game. Same. It yeah. shoots great. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Um, but I, the more I think about it and try to mm-hmm. uh, form a strategy, the worse I am at it. Exactly. That's like one of those games that you need to have a couple of drinks, be in a good mood, walk yeah. up to Not it. pay attention to what they're saying or telling it, you to shoot. Expect yeah. little and hope for the best. Yeah. Land in the middle and you're all right. Yeah, I'm I'm a terrible pinball player myself, so I'm not saying a word. I don't judge. So you were you're into video games, judging by your surroundings, which our listeners cannot see, but I mean you legit have like a store rack of comics. You're you're obviously into comics, um, which by the way could probably be a tax deduction for your games. Just oh, saying. You have no Research. Idea. They they are. Uh, you want to talk about? Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. R and D right there. You know, it's hey, I like it. Did you play pinball when you were a kid, or as oh, yeah. you were as you were growing up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and my dad, my dad was a huge. Uh, actually, uh, he always he used to tell me this story um, uh, when he was like ten. That him and his brother they were at this. Um, it was a bowling alley, and they had some pinball machines there, or whatever. And and uh, his uh, him and his brother would always like uh, sit on the pinball machines. Oh God. <laughs> I mean. Guess how that story ends? With anyway. stitches? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one of them finally went through. But um, mm-hmm. but anyway, but uh, so growing up, like, um, I had a huge appreciation for it. My dad, uh, who worked construction uh, at one point in time, got a hold of a uh, Gottlieb roller coaster from one of, from a remodel job or something. And, and so that lived in our basement. Uh, and I, I played it uh, for years. Not a great game, right? 
Um, but we were not uh, terribly uh, wealthy. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that we had one at all was great. Um, and uh, and so uh, I played I played a lot of that uh, growing up. Um, uh, and I and I've always appreciated um, uh, film screen art, and I always uh, loved the simplicity and, and the, the cleanliness um, of of those older machines, uh, which you know, along with animation and comics and everything else, um, you know, kind of helped uh, guide me. So actually, when I was originally contacted by uh, J-pop, um, uh, I was actually ecstatic. Um, you know, for an opportunity to do something in pinball, um, it, it actually was, per, you know, on a personal level, it was it meant a lot more than just you know, Project X for whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a weird ride uh, getting where I'm at, but uh, like I said, I think all my life experience sort of, uh, you know, is still in the right direction to get me where I'm at. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and I I love the fact that that you have that passion. Like you you weren't somebody who didn't know or appreciate pinball before that. You didn't just like go on to Craigslist and find a job posting. And you're like, oh well, psh, I mean, how hard can this be? You no, know, and, found and, me. <laughs> yeah. So and I love those stories where it's like you know I didn't know what. I've talked to a lot of different people at a lot of different companies and like why well, I, I was in this situation. I didn't really know what was going to happen. And then this kind of fell in my lap or a friend of a friend reached out to me and it's a small community, especially like I'm in Florida. We don't have that type of community, but in the Midwest, it's such a, a very small, very tight knit group that if you don't enjoy pinball, you know, somebody who does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I grew up, you know, I grew up in, in the arcades, uh, you know, like I, I, you know, back, you remember malls? Remember there were malls? Anyway, those were those uh, really weird like, things. Yeah, with yeah, all the stores was, inside? Yeah. Yeah, remember Aladdin's Castle? Uh, there was always an Aladdin's Castle. Yep. And, uh, and you know, like I, I, back then they still had pinball machines around these parts. Yep. Um, and uh, I spent just as much time, you know, playing that as, you know, playing, I don't know, Golden Axe or or Ultra Beasts or whatever Sega game because we all know Sega was better in the arcades than anyone else um, <laughs> for a period of time. Uh, and sorry. Sega did some pinball back in the day too. They did, yeah, that's right, that's right, uh, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah, it's too too bad about uh, everything else. Um, no, that was back, you know, back when um, uh, home. The the idea of having an arcade in your home. The closest you could get were ports on, you know, crappy 8-bit uh, and then eventually 16-bit. Uh, you know, like kids who haven't grown up to see what it used to be like, we had to use our imaginations even when we didn't have to use our imaginations. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, you mentioned arcades. Um, I, I, I'm assuming we're kind of close in age. I'm 41. I don't know how old you are, but I just Wait, we're not talking about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I was telling her off, off uh, beforehand, uh, um, I just turned 45, which okay. is like, I just realized that uh, I'm, I probably have seen more sunsets than I will see in my life, statistically speaking. Uh, very sad, uh, and people shouldn't think that way, but um, but that's how my mind works. I apologize. 
No, but you know what, though? Here, we grew up in a great time. You had arcades, you had tomorrow's yeah. pizzas, you had malls, you had 7-Eleven with your pole positions and uh, an Elvira. We have 7-Eleven opening up around this corner, and I'm so excited about Slurpees in my life. Sorry. This uh, is the small things in life. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all have to have goals. It's all good. Um, yes. But we, I mean, we grew up in a great time, you know, beepers were, you know, a thing, not just, oh, oh you know, call your kid, um, you know, street going lights outside, on, you better going be Going outside in the morning and not coming home until night and drinking water out of a garden hose. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And not, not being, uh, like when you left school, like, uh, someone would have to go out of their way to contact you. Uh, um, like you didn't have to like. Uh, like I look at my kids and they're constantly like in touch with like a group of friends 24 hours a day. And like, for me, that would have drove me. Mad. Like mm-hmm. I love, I like my friends. Don't get me wrong, but uh, not that much. You like this. Yeah. And it, well, it built that faith too. If you said, Hey, you know, you picked up your landline and you either did the rotary dial or you dialed the numbers along as mom wasn't on the phone and you called and said, Hey, do you, I looked in the paper and Jurassic Park is playing at 7.15. Do you want to go? Yeah. And you rode your bikes to the movie theater and you hoped your friend would show up. Yeah. 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 And then, and, and I don't know about you guys, but the thing uh, I remember too was uh, uh, that, that guy in the, the, the white van with the free candy sign. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> he had the best milk duds. Always Those... made me sleepy though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You're you're yeah. you're among friends. It's fine. <laughs> you're what, a what was that was actually that was actually how I was going to explain that I got into pinball. But I I had a theory long ago um, that that uh, because one of the arcades that I went to, one of the last arcades that I went to, uh, I guess regularly when I was old enough to drive. Um. It ended up getting closed down. Uh, I think my freshman year in college, I came back and I'm like, oh my goodness, it closed. What happened? And everyone's like, oh, you didn't hear? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is good. Tell me all about it. And uh, it turns out, uh, you know, uh, the, the older older people running the show, uh, touching kids. And so I had this theory that that's what uh, destroyed the arcade industry at one time. I go, you know what? It's probably like, who wants to deal with little kids in dirty chains like pocket like just people who like little kids but it turns out i'm wrong thankfully um i heard it had more to do with accounting and uh um uh but i could be no whatever Hmm. oh you know what i've got a new one every week but go no it's it's fine it's fine we grew up in a in a great time though the wild wild west you know, yeah. listen, I just bought a payphone on uh, Facebook to hang in my garage so my kids know what a payphone looks like because you don't see them anymore, you know, um, you know, and, and because we're the same age, you remember, you know, call, call and collect and, you know, hey, it's yeah. me. And then your parents would come pick you up because you didn't have change or whatever. Um, yeah. But going back to the arcades, So, I mean, you were around for the time of uh, high speed Terminator 2s and pinbots and um, and in a great time um, with exceptional artwork at the time um absolutely no, no they're all, like, all all these games still hold up every game holds up to me i mean like depending on the era it doesn't really matter i know a lot of people like to complain about uh, data east 
uh, arrogant, you know, like, but honestly, I think there's a charm to all that. But I, but listen, I loved uh, uh, Sega Master System box art, uh, the worst box art in the world. I found, uh, you know, charm to all that stuff. So game art in general has always been something that I've, I've loved. Mm-hmm. Well, I never it, it, realized. Oh, go ahead, Bill. Well, and I think, you know, especially, you know, like uh, the, you know, like 2000s, you know, late 2000s into, you know, kind of the early tw- 2010s and 12s. Um, artwork, you know, had, had changed a little bit. You know, it was a little bit more. Um, I'm trying to think of a better term for it because I'm not sure what it what it would be called. Um, you know, like uh, Transformers. You ever seen a Transformers pinball machine? Yeah, Photoshop assets. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I was trying to find a better way of saying that. I but know, I know. It's a little less, a little less art, art, a little more design, uh, I guess, sort of. And it still looks cool. It's there, just there's, not. There's, there's yeah. less unique creativity involved in the art packages, and more of a consumer-driven mass production in the quickest well, amount of time. So can I, can I, can I use this opportunity, hopefully? Um, say one thing that because I get a lot of I, I don't speak up often um, but but when I do I, I, there's no nuance first off nobody online actually wants to have a conversation so I have to remind myself of that like like anything I say there's not going to be a back and forth it's over it's not worth the, the, the time or effort but um, when I talk about the fact that I don't use assets and and that's what that's the one thing that that um, I'm proud of. Like like so, I don't get. I've not had a style guide for any of the properties I've. Um, uh, for whatever reason, um, Turtles was the closest, and I think there were four uh, character illustrations in it, and like a bunch of like logos and stuff. But whatever. Here here's the here's my point though. I, I don't care. Like I, like I'm not saying that things that use a style guide are bad or less than that's not what i'm saying at all my, my whole thing is what you're going to get when you're using assets from a style guide is a derivative of something you're going to see somewhere else again because they're using the same pose of character x or they're you know the same asset of, of this you don't have the ability to create new scenery or new um posing or or whatever and so that's the one thing that that i try to take advantage of in the properties that that i'm allowed to work in is is i want to make new assets i want to make new things which listen can also be bad obviously as i've read online uh with a green godzilla but um (laughs) but but my point is um if you can go ahead and 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 people entrust you with this license and, and every game I've worked on is a license that I love and admire. And if they trust you and they let you create new history in that line, like, I mean, why wouldn't you like, that's fantastic. But, but I only bring this up to, to clarify that I'm not denigrating any, anything that's done in a different style. That's got nothing to do with it. It, it just is. I, I'm very happy that I can, have that opportunity to make something that isn't in existence and won't be in existence. In these well, and, and you told, you told loser kid podcast too, that that was part of the reason you turned down star Wars was the fact that you wouldn't yes. have that creative freedom to 
you can't really recreate Han and Leia and R2-D2 in a real life, like, these are images of, of, you know, the actual, the actual actors and the actual characters from the movie. Yeah. So there's not a lot you can creatively do. Yeah. And even there's, even the style of, of how they, they handle things, um, you know, always going to fall within the confines of, you know, whatever the committee decides. Right. So like, it's just a different thing. I wouldn't have gotten, you know, carte blanche to do whatever. And I wouldn't have had the same trust, um, you know, regardless of what they said. Now people claimed I would, uh, but I don't think that's true. Um, I think that's just the, the, the sucker move to get me involved, but, um, but, but that's fine. And that's cool. And that's what makes star Wars, star Wars. I couldn't is the, at the end of the day. And if quite frankly, I, I was, I've been a bit burnt out on star Wars for a while. The Mandalorians brought me back. No, the, the Mandalorians brought me back though. I will say that I, I can't, I, I cannot uh, disagree with that. And and actually that game is fantastic. Uh, Randy did a great job. Yeah. Bill loves that game. I love the show. Um, yeah. See, I was never a big star Wars guy, right? Like I, okay. For, for whatever reason, because of popular culture and stuff, you know, like, Oh, you got to watch this dude. It's like, no, I can't watch this. You know, if it's popular, that's not me. That's my, and He's I played yeah, when somebody says, uh, uh, "You have you seen this? It's the greatest. And then you hear somebody else say, have you seen this? It's the greatest. You go, no, nah, probably not. Kiss of death right there, right? Yeah, yeah so, I'm kind of that way. Yeah, so then I played Mandalorian, and I'm like, okay, well, I've never seen the series, and I don't follow the Star Wars thing. And you know a game is great when you don't follow the, the, the IP, and you still get into it, and it still sucks yeah. you in, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, going back for a second, if, if you don't mind... Um, you know, for a long time, people used to complain about some of the drag and drop stuff, you know, from back in the day, I think in 20 years, people are going to be like, Oh, look, this is how they did it back in the two thousands. You know, you didn't have all this realistic stuff and you know, it will have its, its, its day in the sunshine once again. Um, and you know, if you don't mind, if I pick your brain on a personal question, I'm going to get greedy here. Um, the side of ghostbusters. Okay. Ecto one. Did you do that? The, The side that is one of my favorite uh, cabinet arts of all time. Just that I, ghostly image of Ecto-1 coming out, you know, bad out of hell style and just ripping. It's beautiful. Well, yeah. Are you fangirling? A little bit. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, listen, now, hold on. Hold on. I've got I've to give a little bit of credit. Uh, so I came up with the idea, and I had a very crude sketch because I didn't really have – like um, at that point, I, I early on I didn't really have a lot of of, of reference. Speaking of a a, a license that had like lit, literally no style guide whatsoever at that time, that that one was one of them. But um, uh, but I had I had a, the 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 car coming, um, and it was um coming out of the side. You know, it was coming uh, sort of in the same angle it is now, but it wasn't. It was actually more of a, a, a front and side view, like uh, turn just a little bit. And and I was talking with Greg and Greg's like, hey, what would happen if you actually twisted it just a little bit so we could see a little bit more of it? And at that point, I again, I was at the stage where I, I was starting to flush things out and I go, OK, well, when I when I go to flush that one out, I'll keep that in mind. 
and I had a little note or whatever. And then when I did it and I started drawing, I'm like, son of a bitch, Greg was right. Like, this is way better. And so uh, from that day on, I trusted Greg uh, um, and, and every suggestion he's ever given me. Um, I go, OK, I'm, I got to give that one a chance because he's probably on to something. <laughs> one of the best side arts just and you know what? Trial of the 80s. You know, Ghostbusters was a thing. You know, was a thing, and yeah. you know, Ecto one. You know, honestly, you know, compare that side art to the car, and it's like, man, the car ain't shit versus the side of this cabinet. You know what I mean? It just looks awesome. So well, I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I was still um, uh, sort of in a, a bizarre uh, frame, uh, state of mind, whatever you want to call it, uh, from the whole Zidware thing. Um, and I was still doing freelance. I still had, you know, tons of other clients. I wasn't and in no way, shape or form did I think I was going to be, uh, transitioning into pinball. You know, I just thought, here's my chance to actually finally get something created, uh, <laughs> that's going to actually be produced. Um, and, and, and so, uh, it, it was rough. I, I spent a lot of time, uh, on that project, but it was a, when I came in, it was kind of late in the game. I think I had, I came in like um, September is when I started. And I think uh, everything had to be done roughly by the end of December. Uh, and so that was sort of, the other thing was, and I probably said this before somewhere else, but but the other thing was dealing with um, all of the different uh, actors involved. Um, the, the, the problem was, well, you know, we can't really get approvals on multiple pieces. Um, in particular, some of the, the actors were, were more difficult than others in that regard. So, uh, that's how I came up with the approach of creating the, the sort of, uh, vignetted, um, uh, backlash where we could go ahead and I could swap out areas and sort of make derivatives that hopefully were different enough. Um, but it, at the end of the day, they were derivatives. But the alternative was going to be there was just going to be one. Um, and that would be used for everything. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. So, but um, but yeah, no, that was that was a fun project. I, to this day, I'm still proud of it. Uh, I think the um, there's things I like about uh, the play field and there's things I hate about the play field uh, based on just, you know, things that I decisions I made um that at the time seemed great uh and now i go oh what was i thinking but that's yeah it's always the case even with uh godzilla though i'm sure now that you look back is there anything that you would change or is it still too fresh for you to say oh maybe i would you know if i had a little more time or if i could have you know done this different i'm sure you're your own worst critic and you look at something down the road and say you know well, there was there's if if I could have I would have made it a little make Godzilla a little greener. No, um, uh, <laughs> I no, um, Pinball uh, Land. <laughs> no, actually, I got to be honest with you, and I and this is probably going to be the worst uh, the worst thing ever. But you can use it um, as your your um, uh, wonderful teaser or exclusive here. I'll get a little exclusive. How's that? Ooh, I love exclusive. Uh, I, Godzilla was the probably the one game that not one single piece ever felt right. Uh, meaning I never got to the point where I go, okay, 
that's good or that's approaching good. I was always like, yeah, I just need more time. And and so um, on my own dime, on my third shift, I actually restarted the entire pro backlash uh, late in the game because I was never happy with it. Um, and to this day, I'm still not happy with it, but it's it's a lot closer uh, than than where it was. Um, but I actually redid all the tellering, um, uh, which is just dumb. Uh, I, I mean, it was approved, uh, you know, like, but but I wasn't happy with it. So that's I have OCD and I have all kinds of uh, mental disorders, but whatever. Um, and that's not to make light of it either, by the way. Um, it's just to say that. Uh, as Dwight says, uh, Stern takes advantage of them. No. What does it lock, change you to your desk in a basement during the COVID times until you get, you know, your work done three times over? We've had Dwight on before. I'm the one who changed myself. Like that's that's the worst route. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to be like oh like oh I work so hard and that's not the point. Like I literally make myself. You and you invest the- yourself in your work and it shows. Yeah, well, I hope it does. I mean, because that's about all I got. Um, no, and go ahead. Out of all the machines that you've released, they've all been beloved for the artwork. You know, they've all had amazing packages. Um, <laughs> you said uh, package. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Um, but uh, you know, and and honestly, hearing you talk about uh, Godzilla, it, it seems like you're never going to stop striving for more out of yourself, which is the but, the best and the worst, you know, character traits because then you don't sleep, but well, it's funny. It's funny you said it because what got me at Godzilla, I think, was expectation uh, in my head. I go, oh well, it's got to be as good or better. Like so, um, Avengers Infinity Quest. Like so, the, and I, I think I've told the story, but the story behind that one was um, I was not going to be able to do it because I was on Turtles. Um, and the licensor basically like ran out the clock until Turtles was done and said, okay, now, now he have him do it, you know, type of thing. But at that point, uh, you know, it was, uh, I think the call, I got a call from George. Uh, I think it was Chris, the, the week of Christmas. And, um, I literally did the first backlash sketch, uh, that next week. Um, and, just hit the ground running and then it was nonstop until I think I had until June for everything. So that's why that one has a lot of derivatives too, like on the, on the cabinets in particular. Um, but, but at the same time, I was never happy because I had to rush that one. Uh, and so I'm like, when it came to Godzilla, I'm like, Oh, well, I'm going to have to, you know, prove my worth because I've got more time. (laughs) Um, you know, and in my, in but is my there head, ever like, enough time in your mind? I mean, no. you're, you're a perfectionist. So is there ever truly enough time for you to get exactly what you want out of a game? Well, yes and no. So, so here's the, here's the thing. And, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like, um, you know, talk, uh, down or bad about, um, other people, but there are certain people who are creatives who, uh, revel in the space of creativity. And they think of themselves as sort of these mad geniuses who are like just constantly coming up with ideas. Um, and some of them uh, take lots of money from people and are all designers. 
anyway, um, but yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not touching but, that one with a ten foot Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. But but um, I'm a very practical person. Um, again, because of you know the industries I've worked in in the past, I know things have to get accomplished and things have to get done. And and essentially, all I am is a creative problem solver. And so there's a balance, right? Like you go, okay, got to be able to put, you know, enough time into making this work. The problem is um, I use a lot of my gut uh, along the way. So at different phases, I will go, okay, this, this, there's a seed here. There's something here. I, I know, I know what it can be. So I will move on and spin this next plate. And I know when I come back to this, it'll be there and I'll work it out. Right. I try to be very positive. The problem is sometimes um, you don't have the time to work it out. Uh, And so you have to make decisions and you have to go, okay, well, here's the decision on this one. I just have to get it done. And and hopefully I'll work it out as I'm doing that. Doesn't always happen. Um, but, but again, I trust my gut and it's always been, you know, pretty good, um, uh, you know, to me in that regard. I, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm very practical, uh, borderline, I would say, uh, conservative in my approach to, um, boy, I'm, I'm sounding like a blowhard now. Um, I'm trying to, <laughs> no. what I'm trying to explain is, is, um, uh, I, I really, at the end of the day, um, uh, try to make sure that I hit my marks as close yeah. as humanly possible. And that usually rules the day. Like if there's times when I go, hey, you know, Greg, um, I, could I get another couple more days? Um, I'll give you a good example is on Avengers. There was only going to be one backlash, the pro backlash. But by the time I got done and everything was approved, the, the play field, everything else, I had uh, two weeks. And I said, can I go back and, and try to work something out? Because people are going to ring me if they see that I've only done one. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and again, so, so I had that opportunity and and, um, and I did it, even though I could have just walked away and, and probably rested for a week. But you know your audience and you know that pinball people are fickle. And we're vain and But even above that though, I gotta interrupt I gotta interrupt you here. You would have felt guilty having extra time not using yeah. it is what I feel like I'm picking up from Yeah, no, case. no, yeah. And, and, and I don't and when I say like I don't actually look at it and think, oh, these pinball people are vain. I actually don't think that. I think of I put it in my my shoes. I go, if I was the one buying this, if I was the one who who has followed right. my career <laughs> in my work, I would be disappointed in me. <laughs> So it's it's more personal. I don't I really don't. Uh, but but again, I, I look at these things as as uh, extremely expensive toys. Yeah. I also look they, at them as extremely expensive works of art uh, at the end of the day. Um, they are. And that's something yeah. we've discussed on this show quite a few times is ultimately you are spending a lot of money for a functional piece of art that is a toy. Yeah. I mean, it's literally our, our, we decorated part of our house around one. Can you please do a farmhouse 
art package to match my living room because we are out of space everywhere else and that's the next place the game is going uh i i cannot uh and i'll tell you why my high school art teacher uh who hated me um all she did were uh, pictures of barns and dogs and so to this day i refuse to do barns and dogs so I guess that ruined my next question of, are we ever going to see an Animal Crossing pinball machine with zombie Yeti artwork on it? Well, first off, I don't know that I'd be the right guy for that, although I would love it because I do play Animal Crossing. Yes! Uh, Yeah. By the way, what about these, the the update? Yeah, my goodness, they've they've done, like, they've added so much. Is it snowing in your town yet? Because it is, or on your island? Because it's not snowing on my island yet. Okay, well, so first off, I have to admit something. You um, time I, hop, don't you? No, 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 no. I, but I okay. put I put Animal Crossing to the side. I've actually been uh, been playing Pokemon in my limited. I have like literally like an an hour in the evening uh, where I do wind down, and and uh, my wife's still into her Animal Crossing. I've I'm on my seventh uh, badge in in uh, Pokemon Diamond. So. Nice. No, I I just started. Bill's completely lost. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna check out now. Um, no, no, no. Listen, I'm listening. I I just you know between I, I got a two year old, I got a six year old, I got a Maddie podcast, would love Animal we do Crossing. Streaming. I got yeah. games that don't work. You know, my time is. Maddie would love Animal Crossing. Um, because my kid loves Animal Crossing, and I'm like, stop spending all my bells. I need that money to buy a bridge. I actually, I actually got my uh, nieces uh, a uh, a Nintendo Switch and Animal Crossing because uh, they they they've gone so long without and like my my youngest and and they're they're about the same age and uh, and they just didn't get it and I'm like listen the only way you guys are gonna get it is if you and so I, I actually got it for them. and now they're totally hooked like they're it's, totally it is it's, like crack cocaine man you don't just like casually play Animal Crossing. You play Animal Crossing. Yeah, and it's it's, re- it's so good. It's it, the thing I love about Nintendo is is like uh, the the game play, the design, everything. It's it's pure. Like it's just, it's a game to the highest degree. Like you can't even begin to describe. Like Animal Crossing is one of those. Trust me, it makes no sense until you play it, uh, and then you have to play it for a period of time. By the way, you know who plays that game? Keith Elwin. One of you guys needs to hook me up with pears and oranges. I need <laughs> pears and oranges. Uh, I remember when COVID hit, uh, Keith and I uh, became. Uh, um, uh, Were you best friends on Animal Crossing? Friends. That's hilarious. <laughs> and and honestly, we can bring this back to pinball because yes. you can get a pinball machine on Animal Crossing. You can have a full arcade like. It is pinball is mainstream enough that it's now in this game that, you know, you go collect shells and get bit by tarantulas and die. (laughs) I hate the tarantulas so much. And the scorpions freak me out. So so the thing I I was going to say, you know, you you talk about uh, Animal Crossing. I personally firmly believe and this is and and I think uh, uh, you guys may agree with me because of of our ages. Um, All of. All of the uh, intellectual property out there has been mined to death. Uh, we got, you know, comics uh, forever, you know, um, um, things like that. 
video games seem like the next space. And obviously we've got an uncharted film coming out. We've got like, you know, all of these, these, uh, you know, movies being built and, t- and television shows with last of us and stuff like that. Television shows built around us. I think, uh, that needs to happen in pinballs. Like, like there are video game franchises. I want pinball machines. And I believe me, I'm not going to speak their names here, but I've pushed, uh, I've pushed and pushed uh, as much as I can. So I mean, the fact that I, that Sonic, they had that Sonic Homebrew at Expo, and I don't know if yeah. you got a chance to play it or not, but it makes sense. Yep. He turns into a ball. He bounces off of stuff. Come the bloody hell on. Well, yeah, and they had a game, Sonic Spinball, back in the day. They the, did, but uh, it was a wasn't that a it was a Sega or Data East, and it sucked, right? I never yeah, got a chance to play, but I heard... It was a oh, video, Sonic, game, video game. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sonic Spinball. Yeah. So we have one of the little um, Sega with the however many games preloaded, like the little minis. Oh, yeah, yeah. the mini. It, and it has Sonic Spinball yeah. on it. Yeah. The reaction delay on that game is yeah, it's just bad. as bad as it was back yeah, on it's the pretty, original. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, so it's, it's pretty, pretty accurate for the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very yeah. accurate. And and the Goomba at the very beginning of the original Mario Brothers is still the deadliest critter or being of any video game ever. Without without mentioning names, you know, you, you bring up video games. There are a lot of video games that would really just be kick-ass just to see them reincorporated. And honestly, I mean, if you go on the timeline, I mean, a lot of the intellectual properties that have really been hot lately are, you know, 20, 30 years old, yeah. you know, some even older. And, you know, I mean, if you, you come up on Super Nintendo, I think that came out in 91. You got a lot of games that you could really start throwing stuff just on the, the, the Nintendo platform. Well, you know, do, if you if you want to have fun, because I actually did this, uh, look, look at the movies from the 90s. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, the 90s, um, early, early to mid 90s in particular. And good luck finding a lot that hasn't been done or is worth uh doing like there's not a lot of huge franchises that aren't ones that continued on mm-hmm. uh after that and and so in my mind i go on well, video games man go on video games all the way that's my thought anyway we uh our our last episode which um has not been released to the public yet zach do your job anyways um our stop last episode, people's artwork for your van. Yeah, really. Stop <laughs> stealing people's artwork, dude. Nobody wants to see a giant Deadpool in front of the flipping out tent. Anyways, um, we actually there, went through. Is there going to be an ad for uh, flipping out at the beginning of this or anything? No. Well, uh, so we are we are um, a part of the the uh, pinball network, which I is, know, I know, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> but no. And and Zach did tell me to ask you, you know what did he think of my van and my, uh, my big Deadpool display at expo? And I'm like, so, do you want me to pass him a love letter during this? Like, what do you yeah. need from me here? Yeah. No, no. So listen, so listen, actually I did. And I meant to go over and talk to him at expo. Like, so, so, um, uh, a little side story about expo is I got spooked one day, uh, by the fact that Steve Ritchie now hates my guts. Anyway, 
Um, uh, whatever. But yeah. uh, but that was that was when I was heading over that way to actually talk to him. So I ended up getting sidetracked. But um, by the way, I never I, I, I defending uh, the good people at, at Stern was never meant to uh, uh, denigrate Steve. So Steve, I apologize. Uh, but um, he's not a listener, so I don't think we're we're in too much no, no, trouble on this one. But yeah. What, why do you say he's not a listener? Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I meant to go over there. I did see it. I saw the display um, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was fantastic. I almost liked it better than the giant Godzilla, you know, that uh, Stern had uh, the, the giant Godzilla backlash Stern had. Uh, mainly because, of course, I was just looking at all the flaws up close. But um, <laughs> but uh, the the uh, illuminated uh, giant uh, Deadpool display he had it uh, yeah, that was very nice. Uh, that thing was that thing was that thing was that thing was really cool. We actually um, helped tear that down, and that was a really neat way that they had that set up. So yeah, no, no, no I'm, I you know I was at Expo and I didn't get to talk to many people. Um, I was out and around. Um, I constantly was getting pulled one way or another, and I'm not really great uh, at social events. And that, that's why I don't go to many of these things. And, and chances are I've, I don't know that I'm going to uh, any anytime soon. <laughs> well, and, uh, and that kind of shocked me, like, because when Mike and I were standing there, like, we're standing in line waiting to play a game and turn around, and I'm like, Oh shit! I know who you guys are. That's 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 Zombie Yeti and Keith Elwood, <laughs> and and I felt bad because I fangirl, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know the fact that it was both. I, I would have still asked you, hey, can I get a picture because I am a fan of your work. The fact that it was both of you, I was like, I absolutely have to. And you guys looked like you were over it, and I am so sorry. But thank you for, no, for no. stopping and smiling and saying hi, and you know. No, no, no. Uh, so the thing about first off, uh, I think Keith actually uh, is he he's less social than I am. Um, but again, it, but he does it because it, he's so cool. Right. Like uh, like I'm like I go and and then I'm like, oh, like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, you know, and Keith goes and he just like he's all like, you know, brooding and, <laughs> and uh, whatever. But uh, no, but he plays he plays it right, uh, and I I don't. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm I'm taking a note from him, uh, and I'm gonna try not to go to anything and show up for anything ever. You know, I'll if people want me to go, I'll go. But I I try not to. I have work to do. Well, you know what I mean. That's the hard part about Expo is you you, you do a walk around. It was funny because Amanda and I am like, hey, let's go for a quick walk. There was and a quick walk. <laughs> yeah, you know, you walk, you, you, you do, a, you know, and suddenly an hour and a half or two hours is gone because you wind up talking, you know, 30 minutes to this person. Oh, I haven't seen you in God knows how long. You know, you talk to this person and you, you feel bad because there's people you intend to talk to and yeah. either you miss each other. And, you know, I mean, just that's just how it goes at Expo and some a lot of these shows, you know. Yeah. And, and the new venue uh, it was was great. But at the same time, it also uh, was a little different. Like, the, you know, at the old place, uh, there was a lot of the tournaments, a lot of the different areas were like out in the hallway. Yeah. And so like you would, you would encounter people uh, more frequently. Whereas like when you're inside uh, at the new place, like, like you literally, it was always like everyone's either in this space or that space. Like you didn't, you didn't run past people as much, I guess. 
Yeah. Unless yeah. they were dragging you out to play uh, stall ball to steal your money. Oh, who who did that? Jeff Teolis did that to me. Oh. As handing out dollar bills like it was a strip club to him. You know, I am I, not a good pinball player. So, so I should also apologize to Jeff. Uh, to Jeff. Uh, so I ran into him, and he was like, record, like he wanted to record. I was with, um, uh, uh, not Harry. It was I wasn't with Harrison. I was with Rick Nagel. That's who it was. Um, I, programmer of Peace Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also quiet and brooding. No, actually, he's like a super nice, just quiet guy. And uh, and Jeff ran into us and, and he wanted to like record like a quick little you know snippet or whatever. And, and I actually I think it's the first time uh, that I I met Jeff. I don't even know whatever. But I was really like in a mood for some reason. Um, and uh, and so like all I talked about was how dreamy Keith Elwin was. Uh, the whole time, like he kept coming back to me, and I was just like, hey, "It's his eyes. His eyes are so dreamy." And I don't know. So I That's apologize. hilarious. That is awesome. So you had a good time at Expo, nonetheless, right? Oh no, yeah, no, no. I, I yeah. again, I like, I like seeing people and and you know being out in the world, uh, just not frequently. Like I need like a year to rest. You you like people in small batches. You understand why the Grinch didn't like Christmas. It wasn't that he didn't like Christmas. He just didn't like people. I think it's because people talk smack about him. You hear that song? Like they're like insulting him all the time. Anyway. Yeah, you know that is. I I would get a. I would I would lawyer up and and go after whoever I needed to to. Uh, yeah, that's that's slander. Yeah, right. You know, call one eight hundred Dewey screw him and how. Um. <laughs> So in addition to your well-known pinball portfolio, I did not know about um, some of your freelance work at first until, again, I started some minor Facebook stalking and uh, just general internet stalking to kind of get a better idea of, of your background. You've worked with some badass bands. You've done some really cool gig posters and some really awesome freelance work. How did you get into that? Uh, the same way I got into pinball, um, dumb luck. The white uh, truck and the guy with the candy? Kind of. Uh, no, so, so, so the, no. the short of it, and I know I've told this story probably a billion times, but the, the short of it is I did not, I was not an illustrator. Uh, I, I, I was, but I wasn't. I grew up, I, I always, uh, you know, I was, I was, I guess, an artist as well. I never liked being you went to art school, though. I did. Like, I not did. trying to degrade that, but you went not just to art school. You went to, like, the best art school in the country, one of the hardest schools in the country. It was definitely not easy. Yeah, yeah, no. um, uh, And good people came out of there. But but my kids will tell you that I'm not one of the success stories. Uh, <laughs> one of my one of my. Uh, um, one of my neighbors uh, uh, is uh, uh, in in college. He he graduated the same year I did. Dan Scanlon uh, works at Pixar. He directed Monsters University and and like all those other stuff. And I've my never kids heard brought, of him before. Never heard yeah, of that my, movie my, my or anything. Like, oh, well, how come all your friends are so successful? Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, no, the the short of it is. Um, uh, I went, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I was a fine arts major, uh, decided I wanted to work for a living, um, switch majors, never took an illustration class. And I even had, 
we've had comic book uh, classes that were taught by some of the best uh, uh, from the DC universe uh, at the time. Um, and uh, I, I was always afraid of failure. So I went different directions. Um, and uh, so I had actually been out of college uh, about 10 years and I, I hadn't drawn anything. Um, and a, an old friend of mine from uh, middle school actually reached out to me and, and he's a very successful um, illustrator and artist now. And, and he was like, Hey, just want to let you know that, you know, like you really inspired me and I, you know, got into this field or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Uh, really, he just wanted to brag and, and make me feel bad about his success. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, um, and and he's like, hey, you know, you still you still do stuff. And I'm like, eh, no, not really. And he's like, well, you know, I've got some stuff. And, and you know, like you're always much stronger at, you know, this, you know, like illustrating certain things than I was, you know, drawing things. And he's like, um, you know, well, maybe I could hire you could do a few things. Um, and uh, from that, I just sort of like uh, discovered or I guess rediscovered um, uh, it wasn't as bad as I remembered. And somehow all of my life experience and uh, working in, you know, sort of this this design and software world, um, all of a sudden uh, things clicked in a different way than they did before. Um, and I, what it was, was I discovered, I started working um, digitally. Uh, I, I discovered a, a Wacom Cintiq, which allows you to actually draw like the real world, but in a computer. And when you make a bad line, you go down to your keyboard and you hit Control Z and you can undo it and then do it again until it's right. <laughs> so that gave me this insane amount of confidence that I didn't have. And by the way, it's false confidence, really. Um, uh, and so all of a sudden I started taking risks and, and trying things that I'd never tried before because I wasn't going to be wasting any time or, or paper, you know, this was just something I could do. And, and it, I don't know, it changed my perspective, uh, in general. And it made me really regret that I spent so many years avoiding, uh, what I really loved and wanted to do my whole life. Um, and so, um, I just, you know, I got lucky, uh, and, and, from that, um, I started doing work uh, for my, my friend there, and, and he happened to have other friends in the industry, and, and he'd be like, oh, you should check out his work. And they he'd send them my way, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, we might want to work with you. And um, uh, at one point, he introduced me to uh, Zoltron, who was um, uh, an artist um, – a couple years, about maybe 10 years older than, than uh, my career, so to speak. Um, and and um, uh, he's one of the original artists uh, for the band Primus. Um, and uh, so it just so happened at the same, the same week I was approached by John Papaduke. I was approached by Zoltron about doing a Primus gig poster. Um, and so my divergent paths of both gig poster work and pinball started uh, pretty much the same way. And, and from there, it's just a matter of um, doing work and hoping that, you know, more people want you to do it again. Uh, so that's my advice, by the way, to artists. Whenever they ask me, they're like, ah, how do you do what you do? And I'm like, well, you 
just don't put everything out there. Like just put in your portfolio the stuff that you're proudest of and that you want to do more. Don't put something out there that you don't want to do again because you're going to get hired for it. <laughs> it never fails. You're going to get the crappy assignment. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I did that in the beginning. Like, I really did. When John Papadou found me, I only had, like, three pieces uh, in a portfolio. Like, that was it. But one of them happened to be the one that I think kind of, he goes, ah, whatever. And, and fast forward, you know, 10 or so years, and um, your portfolio – uh, let's see. Zombie Yeti has been fortunate enough to work with some amazing bands and brands. I'm just going to name off a couple of them that some people may have heard of above and beyond Stern Pinball. Um, Nickelodeon, Marvel, Harley Davidson, a uh, little company known as Microsoft, um, Reebok and Adidas. I think they make hats or something. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Hasbro, Beats by Dre. You know, and then a couple of bands that two or three people have listened to above and beyond Primus, Incubus, which is I I love Incubus. I'm sorry, I love them. Um, the Foo Fighters, who are pretty damn awesome. They're okay. Uh, yeah, they're their new <laughs> video for their new song is so weird with the synchronizer. <laughs> um, yeah, you know the Deftones. Art of Flight. I have actually heard of Junkadelic music before, and I was surprised to see that on there because I didn't realize that that was like a thing. So yeah, <laughs> and that's not an all-inclusive list. Like, it, I I know that you keep saying, you know, I, I'm just hoping that it's good enough, and and I criticize myself. You're badass, dude. I wouldn't go that far, but but uh... moderately tolerable. How about that? Can we do well, moderately so tolerable? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, there came a point in time when I started being very like. Uh, so here's the thing you don't know about me. I, I, li- I live very meagerly. Uh, I, I, my wife and I uh, were, were, you know, like we literally like we don't care about status tremendously. We had one vehicle. Ten years like we've never. You know, we don't even have multiple vehicles. We had like one vehicle forever because we never went anywhere. We both worked from home, right? Anyway, so it afforded me the opportunity to be picky where I would not take every job. I was still able to survive, um, but I tried to just work towards picking jobs, uh, working with people who excited me and like I was interested in. Um, and that's not, you know, like there was a point in time where that wouldn't have been the case. But by the time I got into it, I was I had been established elsewhere. I'd been creative director for a, new, a number of companies. Um, and it's not like we were living high on the hog, but at the same time, we were surviving. And so um, it, it, it afforded me opportunities that maybe not everyone else, you know, could have taken like risks. Uh, and, and in some cases, the polar opposite of risks, but um, the Beats by Dre story is pretty funny, but I won't bore you. I don't know. I'm very excited because I um I I don't go through cars very often myself. Like I replace them when they die. Yeah. And um and it's usually like I go for function over form until I can afford yes. my Ferrari. So I want if I get from A to B, I'm good. And uh, we live. Uh, about 10 minutes from the beach and we can drive on our beaches here. So when my last vehicle died, I told my husband, I'm like, 
I need an SUV. I want third row seating because we have family in the area and I want all wheel drive. I do not care about the rest of it. Those are my, and it, oh, and it can't be red. I do not want a red car. Totally That's it. Understandable. understandable. So, yeah. So I ended up with a, um, a fully loaded Dodge Durango with Beats by Dre sound system. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And and that's my gangster, you know, cruising up into the carpool pickup lane at my kid's primary school, listening to some throwback 90s rap, getting there the mean go. looks from all the other soccer moms. And I'm like, what? What? You know? And it, yeah. Um, so, no, that is that is so cool that you were able to to work with them. Um, yeah. No, it's it's like I said, it's just it's um, you, you, when you get an opportunity. Um, I was always taught uh, to, to, you know, do the best and take advantage of that opportunity. I mean, you want you 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 don't want it to pass you by. And so, uh, you know, I think we're talking earlier and I was telling you, like, my probably the my biggest strength is my ignorance. Um, And uh, I'm too stupid to know any differently. Uh, So I just continue down this path and it it continues to work. And and occasionally I'll find myself like. going, man, uh, I hate that I learned this because now I think about this, whereas before I didn't, and I maybe made better decisions. Like, um, I could give you some examples, but in, in general, it has to do, like, you know, just with technical things on, on pieces that I do. Like, I look back at Ghostbusters, and there's some things I did in Ghostbusters that I absolutely love, but I know they're dead wrong, and I would never repeat those mistakes, But but because I did them and made them, um, it made that that much better. And, you made and, Bill swoon with that art package. I'm just gonna say that I have known Bill for a while now, and I've never heard him swoon. Well, I appreciate that. No, seriously, literally, if I could blow that up, you know, instead of having the side rail, you know, have that cropped up so you see the whole ecto one, blow that up and stick it on the side of my on the inside of my garage, so when people drive by, they see the you know ecto one sitting in there. It'd be pretty badass. That'd be pretty I think- cool. I think at MGC one year, I think it was MGC, they actually did blow it up like like so big that you could like uh, stand in the window of it and get your picture taken. It's crazy. You forget. That's all. That's awesome. weird like that. That's you could have awesome. stolen that and taken it to your garage. Yeah. You know what? Now I'm going to have to move the payphone to put that up. <laughs> Real problems I, I got, you know? Hashtag first world 80s kid problems. So kind of winding down a little bit, um, as as you've kind of progressed in this, do you still pull out any type of media and just do art for fun? Or is this something now that you've kind of compartmentalized to this is work, not relaxing? Uh, first off, you have to have time uh, this to is do true. that. And I don't, um, uh, which is a good problem to have. Uh, not to not to get too off the beaten path, um, but that is uh, what I'm known for. Um, but uh, I actually got angry at one point in time um, at myself because uh, I, I, I not to get uh, too too crazy or, or personally, but but um, I had a, a year where um, I lost uh, in innumerable number of uh, people very close to me. Um, and it happened to be 
the same year that because of the projects I was working on, I did something I never did. I didn't go to uh, some holidays, family holidays, um, uh, because I wanted to get the work done. And I always just assume, well, it's always been this way. They'll they'll always be here. They'll Nothing be there next time. Yeah. And that's not what happened. And so I got I got kind of angry for a little while. And actually, Turtles was kind of a project that kind of brought me through a little bit. Uh, and I won't go into detail, but 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 just in general, it was just sort of like this weird sort of, I guess, reset. In some and um, uh, and I only bring this up because um, I learned a lot uh, about that. I you know I I I I try to be a little bit more present when I'm not, which means um, no. It's a long way of saying, no, I don't do a lot of personal training. Um, someday I will. Uh, someday I will. Um, right now is not the time. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't have things uh, in my head. Um, I, I've actually, for probably 20 or 30 years, actually have a very strange and surreal graphic novel in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've actually I've, I've actually written uh, going all the way back into college uh, that someday I'm going to actually pursue. Um, I think I might be to the point where I could do that, but um, but for now I'm 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 happy with what I'm doing. Um, and uh, if I get an hour to relax, uh, I'm probably going to play a game or something. Gotta, you got to go uh, bury that money tree and, you know, catch an oarfish and whatnot. So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, you know, priorities, priorities. Well, and tomorrow, uh, Halo Infinite uh, campaign comes out, so I'll be it on does. that. Oh. It does. I'm trying to remember. My husband's a, a huge, huge video gamer, and I'm trying to remember what he's – I think it's the new Battlefield. And the spawn points on it are terrible because they spawn you directly yeah. in front of incoming fire. It's so aggravating to listen to. Yeah, frustrating. Um, I'm I'm a GTA kind of girl. Like, give me a cheat code and a little bit of rage in my GTA, and I'm I'm very happy for a few hours. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's a healthy outlet. Yeah, no, absolutely. Potentially. Potentially. As long as you're not a a small child learning about the world through the game. (laughs) I let my kid play it. Oh, parent of the year here. No, we 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 do let the the small human play it. Um, she likes to borrow the cars. She would okay. never steal because that is illegal. So she only oh, borrows sure. cars that are that are parked, or yeah. cars that mommy has paid for with heist money after murdering infinite numbers <laughs> of computerized individuals. Um, and then she's. Like I said, my my daughter's heart is so pure for this world that I don't know how to protect it properly. When the when the police are after her in Grand Theft Auto, she throws the remote on the couch, runs upstairs and buries her head and yells, "Mommy, the cops are after me!" And she will not come back down until I tell her either she's busted or I've I've escaped them and eluded the cops. Like she oh. does not want to do that. Wow. She plays it with the sound off because she doesn't like the bad words. And sure. yeah. So she's, yeah, she does love flying the helicopter, though. She loves crashing the helicopter. Well, that's, I mean, that's sort of the fun of video games is, is experiencing things you can't in real life, right? Exactly. exactly. Or shouldn't. 
Yeah, well, that's true too. If they're strongly yeah. looked down upon by the yeah. uh, social masses. Not only frowned on, not only frowned on, but it's a felony. Yeah. <laughs> only in 49 states. Yeah. Okay, what? so so last question. Yes. Did you, when you purchased your house, have to sign any type of awkward waiver about something very random that you would not do? And I will back that up with when I bought my house. In Florida, we had to sign a document stating that we would not cook crystal meth on our property. Well, that's because you're in Florida. Um, <laughs> this is true. No, I did I did not have to sign that here. Although I am close to uh, Kosciuszko County, which, according to the news, apparently, I think they should probably start asking that question. It's we'll a good disclaimer it. to have. It, it very much works. Um, let me tell you, our, our county just busted a house for something like... 480 pounds of crystal meth. So obviously that document is very, very impactful on the problem. It was not our house. Now, you know, you want to talk about work ethic. Imagine what it takes. (laughs) 480 pounds. They were not sleeping, but they also were probably, you know, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a meth lollipop? One will never know. I, you know, it's sad. Uh, it it's sad. Like, so, so I'll tell you this much. I, 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 you, you, you pushed me here. I did not sign anything like that. But I will tell you this. I am the most um, fearful uh, living here. You know, I told you I'm like at 45 and all I can think about is I've seen more since. Right. Because I'm scared of something. This makes me a little unique, I guess, maybe. But uh, I have one fear in life and that is death. Um, I'm sure no one else ever thinks about that. I've never but, ever heard of anybody thinking of that. Yeah, yeah. no, no. So I know I'm kind of unique in that space, but um, but so much so that um, I I am I rarely drink. Uh, um, I'm I'm like I'm such a control freak because I want to function and be like ready at, at any moment if like you know like as I'm driving like some guy's gonna like I don't know dart out in front of me like i'm constantly just like you know waiting for it or you're in, you're behind the log truck and you have a like a yeah, a, yeah the, what was it the uh final destination moment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm like that 24 hours a day so that's why it's best for me to like be here working because if i'm out in the world all i all i'm constantly i'm just miserable in that regard um uh but but for that reason i would never cook meth or or use meth uh because i would be fearful of whatever it might be well like and it shows because you have a very nice smile <laughs> that's true uh i do well in florida they have them, them. since people that can't see me i'm just trying to help uh, back yeah up yeah <laughs> where this kind of comes from is in florida they have the meth thing right with houses and i'm just outside of chicago right okay. um uh, like 25 minutes from Stern or Jersey's. Um, okay. And uh, when we bought our house, you had to sign a waiver saying you have zero um, uh, finished square feet in your basement because so many people finish it and don't report it, you know. And it's not up to code. Oh, yeah. And they're cooking meth in it, it, it and the house explodes. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. I don't have a finished basement or anything. We're, we're This is this is all concrete walls and. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good. Space. Yeah, storage. storage. See, I'm I'm in uh, I'm in northern Indiana, um, and uh, no one cares about anything. 
Like, like it's like they're just happy that I'm not Amish. I'm not like at a bar and I think it's like whatever. Like our taxes, our taxes are nothing. Uh, it's great. See, that's so, that's why I couldn't live in Chicago. Was that the taxes and the uh, reduction of of Second Amendment rights? Uh, see, okay. I see, I've never owned a gun. By the way, I'm all I, I have nothing against it. By the way, I, I've never owned a gun. Uh, other than a BB gun when I was a kid, but, but then like I shot uh, a bird and I killed it and then I felt bad. Like, I'm like watching it die and then I felt full and I'm like, Oh, I don't ever want to do this again. Um, and, and so, uh, but that's just me. Cause I'm, I was just like a little, you know, little cry baby. And, uh, um, uh, so, so like I get that, but the worst part is not, you know, the taxes it's, it's the driving, it's the traffic. So literally Amanda and I have this out because mm. we measure everything in minutes, not miles. Yeah. Miles. Because you could it live five miles from wherever, but it could take you 45 minutes to get there. You yes. know, depending on, 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 you know, situation, if it's in the city, et cetera. Um, you know, I lived guess in what? Southern California for a while and the traffic was not as bad as it was trying to get into downtown Chicago on like a Tuesday. That's no, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Uh, uh, so I live. Uh, part of the reason I moved back here actually was traffic. I'm not even joking because I lived in Columbus, Ohio for ten. Years. And their traffic sucks too. My husband went to school at Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. So th- their traffic's terrible. Uh, not nearly as bad as Chicago. Like, like it's like whoever planned out these 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 roadways uh, never assumed that there were going to be more than three cars at a time on the. It was three buggies and a horse. Yeah. That's what they were planning yeah. all this stuff for. That's the the hard part, you know. Yeah. So one guilty mind. question, and then if you want, we can we can wrap this up, okay? Yep. Um, if you were to have three dream themes you could pull, <laughs> what would they be? If I had dr- three, three, three. So uh, the, the smart thing to do is when people ask these questions is not to answer them. 